On today's episode, we get put under, Katie really likes snakes, and a vaccine for cancer? All that and more coming up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Our Science. I'm your host, Alan Collier, and I'm joined today by Ian Black. Hello. And Katie Ellsworth. Hello there. If you haven't heard the show before, what we do is we collect the top, most popular scientific articles of the last two weeks and read them for you, because let's be honest, if you were going to read them, you already would have, and you haven't, so now you're listening to this. I'm calling you out. You personally. Our first article of the week comes from Wired. For the first time, researchers were able to observe in extra fine detail how neurons behave as consciousness shuts down. And this has to do with the anesthesia, anesthetics. This is your brain under anesthesia. Yeah, I don't know if this is the same thing that... Yeah, anesthetic, being under anesthesia is a whole other thing, and it's a very largely unknown how exactly it works. Well, it was largely unknown until today. I think it's also worth mentioning that with regards to this study, it it's not humans that they were doing all this in. So it's there's kind of an implication in what we're talking about here that, that, that it's all it's all human stuff. No, it's not humans. It's it's monkeys. It's rhesus macaws. It was mice. Now it's monkeys. This is all about how brains work when you put them under. Yes, but specifically under with, what is it, fucking, starts with a P, propanol? Propane, that's right, propane. (laughs) I said propanol? It's it's propofol, not propanol. I missed a fucking consonant, it's fine. Yeah, there's a big difference between propanol and propofol. I'm going to go out There is, there really is. Yeah, I know, I just. I have never been put under. I have. you guys? Yep. Only did once. You get pro- did you get? Did they do it with propane or something? <laughs> I have no idea what anesthetic they used on me. All I know is that I had a really bad reaction coming out of it, and it was really disorienting. Uh, I just remember nurses freaking out and running towards me and like piling heated blankets on me and like. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Seems par for the course. Ian, anything embarrassing that you did? I vaguely remember on as we were driving to it must have been from the surgery i vaguely remember driving from the surgery saying hello to every single person on the way from the surgery room to the like the the recovery room so you had a much more fun narcotics experience yeah mine was my body's shutting down (laughs) yeah i'm gonna hope that somebody else was doing the actual driving (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 this is like me in bed, and they were like steering me towards the... Yeah. Hello, fellow drivers. Hello, tree. <laughs> Hello, officer. Yeah, I woke up in the recovery ward and... So, anytime we talk about brains, brains are super complicated. It's true, I have no we, idea. We are only scratching the surface of brains and how they work. But this was a cool... They used some nice some, some nice metaphors, or possibly analogies. I don't... I'm not going to think of the difference of now. Uh, with like, comparing how this works. So neurons, neurons are just, and again, we're sort of short forming this because we don't want to go into you know, the next two hours of brain science. Neurons are the, the things that fire in your brain that lets your brain sort of talk to each other and, and just do all the communicating and, and how your brain works, basically. They're the, they're the highway. They're like the highway of information in your brain. There's a network of highways. It's a cell. Um, they are cells, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they're the, they're like your brain cells, for lack of a better term. 
And I we, I like what they said about the uh, the school lunchroom, where you've got all these neurons firing in your brain all at once, like no matter what you're doing, unless you're put under. But most of the time, you've got all these neurons firing all the time, and they're all communicating in their own little ways. Like you're, all the cells that are related to vision are going to be communicating about vision, and they're not going to be listening to the ones dealing with your ears or anything like that. But when you get put under, all of those brain cells, like, lose that ability to separate the communication. All of it becomes one flat noise all at once, instead of a whole bunch of different places talking individually. Yes, it's one creepy hum. Yeah, yeah. And they talk about frequencies here and that. And that's the stuff I didn't know. Your brain is normally firing at a whole bunch of different frequencies, like the same way you would with the radio. They've all tuned to different hertz. And the, the being put under is just puts them all at one hertz. Yes, the same, the same frequency. So they're all just creepily humming the same note, not even harmonizing. It's fucking Gregorian chant up in this bitch. Not even, not, not even having the common courtesy to harmonize. They're trying to pitch this as this could be the answer and the solution to a whole bunch of anesthesia-related problems. But they didn't convince me that those problems exist. Exactly. Exactly. They did yeah. not set up enough of a, of, a, of a reason to care about this finding. I, I would also add that there's no way it couldn't have been shorter. Yeah. Like, they, they go on for a long time, and I was reading it, and I'm just like, I don't... Do we need to know about all of this, really? Like, there's definitely a... Sh- like, once we finally get to the key messaging, which is the last paragraph, where they, <laughs> where they finally tell us what, what this is all about, I was like, you got this all summarized right here really nicely. Why, why, why did we go through all of this other chaff? They took burying the lead a little too literally. Yeah. But I did really like that last fucking sentence uh, where it, they referred to the brain as skull-bound skull jelly blobs. It's the best sentence in the entire thing. <laughs> yes, skull-bound jelly blobs. They're, they're, they're controlling us. The, it should have been the title. Blobs. It should have, yeah. Like, they're, they're trying... This would be... I feel it would be more relevant if anesthesia was something that was seen as like a significant risk and like it definitely it is fucking a is. risk yeah but they also wouldn't be like just handing out for wisdom teeth surgeries as like a thing you're most people are going to get in their lives if it was like one in three die like we're talking like one in, in like a hundred thousand are going to have an issue and even then that is that is like an actual number based on on my research on this it oh. sort of depends on who you ask and also there's like people with major systematic diseases and accompanying illnesses are going to have like a lower chance than say a wisdom teeth surgery i feel like but, i feel like the benefit of this research it like coming at it from like what the scientists were trying to figure out was they're looking at consciousness they were looking at how um uh, anesthesia impacts like the actual brain waves and they were looking at how you can use an eeg to build better kind of drug mixtures to make more effective anesthesia. And I feel like the, the person that wrote this article zeroed in on, there's also like a side bit where it's like anesthesia could be dangerous. And they zeroed in on the danger bit and really tried to make it about that because that was the most like seemingly interesting thing. And it just doesn't, con- it doesn't convince you that that's actually the problem. I agree. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of people would just feel quite confident yeah. if they had to do a surgery and had to get put under. I don't think people would be, like, they'd be a little bit of worry, but I don't think, like, my dad's done it, you two have both done it, and, like, were you significantly worried about it? I mean, I only cried a little bit. Yeah, so, and, like, this, this, it's, I would, I actually have no idea the numbers in this, but I would think most people you talk to have probably been put under at least once. I don't know if I would say most. I think, I feel like most of the people I know. Not for me. No, I'm okay. thinking of my immediate friend group, and no, most of us. I mean, it's not something that comes up a lot. I would, I would not feel worried about being put under. Like if you're being put under, don't I? There's always a chance, but I wouldn't worry about too much. Yeah, as long as you haven't eaten anything right beforehand. Um, but sure, just do what your doctor says. Yeah, exactly. Follow your doctor's orders, and you're good. My tomatoes are blighted. No one cares. We're talking. <laughs> No, we, Ian and I actually do have a thing for this. It okay, happened just fine. today. Yeah. Tell me all about your exciting lives. We're going to be talking about lunch. Street meat. Always an adventure. We were going disc golfing, and we saw on the way there, uh, Toby was there as well, and we saw on the way there that there was a, a jumbo hot dog just down the road, and we thought, well, that would be lovely on the way back. So sure enough, we did go on the way back, and sure enough, they were lovely. And we had quite the adventure. Is that your whole fucking story? <laughs> We had quite the adventure at in the type of place in Sudbury that would sell street meat, which is, i.e., my favorite place to visit and then leave. So this is out by the Donovan, Dun- I believe, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say you're you're in the Dunny, eh? Yeah, 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 and it is. Ex- it was exactly what you expect. They're yeah. called McWeenies. Yeah. <laughs> Their slogan was, um, "What was it? Best wiener in a supporting role." <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I noticed. I noticed that too. <laughs> oh man, that was great. Um, but yeah, that's actually sort of to the side of things, even though, again, street meat is great. Highly recommend. Toronto is full of them. Like, every subway station will have a hot dog vendor associated with it, and they're all great. But the, we On the way there, we noticed that there's, like, two cops at some house. They don't look like they're, they're just kind of wandering up. Like, they're clearly doing something. They're not there just a routine stop or but they also, you know, they're not, like, you know, guns out or anything. There's always cops in that sec- yeah, section yeah. of subway. Yeah, yeah, Oh, absolutely. Like- but we noticed it. So... Okay unprompted the people working at the street meat vendor at mcweenies like are talking about oh yeah the cops came by because there was a kid who got sprayed by bear mace uh. and bear mace i don't know 100 percent what's in it but it, I, I imagine it's mace but it you know for bears so therefore probably worse and a kid i think he had like 14 years old i think they said got nailed by you know the classic age where you're getting mistaken for a bear I based piece, piecing things together. I believe it was another child was probably either just like goofing around or was mad at him and sprayed him with bear mace, like <laughs> so, mace to the face kind of bear mace. I believe so, mace to the face. He got face maced. Damn. So he's dead, um, or injured, or whatever bear mace does. I assume kills. And then the cops, and then the cops show up, and and I assume scare the other kid shitless in his house. <laughs> I mean, I don't, that's about the extent of the story I know, but I just, I, to, I, it's bear mace. Like, there's so many things that have to happen to get to that situation where you get hit in the face with bear mace. I really like that they took him to a home hardware to wash his eyes out. I'm sorry, what? I forgot there was a home hardware. I knew it was somewhere stupid, but I couldn't remember what. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't have water anywhere else, you know that. God, what a time to be alive. So this is all while we're getting, like, cheap street hot dogs, which is beautiful. And then, to sum it all up, there's... 
I think it was it was it was man and woman. I think. Yeah, it was man and woman. Yeah, they're for a walk or something. And so he's looking. He's looking at the hot dog stand, which clearly is a hot dog stand. And he looks at it, and he's and kind of confused and possibly slightly angry. Goes, ah, oh, what the hell is this all about? And we kind of look and we go, well, it seems pretty self-explanatory. But the hot dog people said, well, it's a, it's a hot dog stand. We're selling, we're selling hot dogs. And and he, then he sort of he scratched his face a little bit more, and and then realized much of his dismay that, oh, you have to pay for him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he was he was he had never he was confused by the concept of a hot dog stand, and then was even more confused by the fact that it wasn't some kind of hot dog charity. And that you had to exchange goods and services for the food. He also... And I think he left. He also seemed angry that you had to pay for it, though. Like, he yeah, was he, was, really... he was angry that you had to pay. <laughs> he was really pissed. He was confused by the whole situation. He was slightly angry that he was confused, and he got angry that, like, oh, what, you're selling them? Puh, commies. <laughs> Our second article of the day comes from The Scientist. Sea snake attacks are cases of mistaken identity. This is just, look, I'm going to be honest, this is similar to the last one. This isn't, there's nothing in this that's going to impact your life in any way, but it doesn't matter because this is delightful. Yeah, this is, this is, it's, this is my, one of my favorite papers we've had to read. I fucking love it. <laughs> Katie really likes snakes. I think we've talked about this briefly before, but Katie really likes snakes. Like to an unhealthy Ladies. degree. Not unhealthy. Unhealthy. It's fine. Uh, this, the sea snakes do look pretty adorable. They're super cute, and I would. L- they're spicy sea noodles. But boy, talk about bearing the lead on this. What do you mean? Oh, it's the fact that they actually just want fuck. <laughs> well, no, that's part of it. So okay, so let's let's go through this. This whole thing is basically an interview. These are all of sea snakes. Um, these are in Australia, which is a hint for what's going to come up later. Yeah, they're wildly deadly. Yeah, that's the lead. That's what probably should have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think that's not what, it's, it's not what the article's about, though. I no, know, but not. I think it should be. <laughs> it's not though. The we'll thing get is, there. you should you should by default assume that all sea snakes are able to kill you if they bite you, because nine times out of ten they are. Okay, we will get there. First of all, this these are all of sea snakes. <sighs> I assume based on color, not taste. And they just, every time you dive, apparently, they're just known, they're famous for coming up to divers. And not just coming up and being like, oh, what's this? But coming up and, like, chasing and, like, really closely interacting with more than, you know, you would expect in any normal snake or animal. And licking. And they lick you a lot. Yeah. And they lick you. And I don't think of snakes as licking. I know they, they, the tongue is what they do a lot, and they, but it's more of like a flick. I don't think of it as like a lick. That's because uh, you're thinking of above land snakes, which do just flick their tongues out into the air and they taste the air particles. But when they're underwater, snakes actually have to make more direct contact with okay. things in order to correctly identify them. Oh my god, this is gonna be a long paper. Now you know. Uh, <laughs> snakes. I just, think of, I just think of tongue like licking is like a like an upward like motion. Not, and I just don't picture a snake like popping. Out. I'm just picturing a human tongue popping out like. Meh. I mean, I guess it's, I don't it know. A little it just, bit is. It's silly. <laughs> This whole thing is silly, and then deadly. They're just horny bastards. <laughs> These are male snakes, and apparently in in all of sea snake society, the females are, what, three times larger than the males? So yes. The males, the males are not small, based on the pictures. No, but they're also um, not, like, particularly large. No, but they're not, they're not like, going to fit in your hand. They're going to, like... These look like, a, like the side of your arm. 
the picture the picture in there looks i mean coral for scale i guess but it looks pretty sizable males are usually only 500 grams and the but the females can exceed two meters in length and maybe males like yeah so i'd say a male's about the size like maybe not quite an arm but like a small arm yeah so that's actually shorter than both of my snakes that i have at home so they're kind of small they're smallish to me yeah so katie is is very passionate emotionally about this which to ian and i is a weakness that we can exploit yes yeah that's great Uh, (laughs) so so women 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 snakes so women women snakes (laughs) yeah so women are really big uh no but um female olive snakes are three times the size of male olive snakes and so when a snake a male olive snake sees a human diver and remember it's a scuba gear and you know usually swimming horizontally in profile it's snake-like ish they're longer the than they are wide yeah and males and all snakes and i think snakes in general the snake nerd can confirm this aren't known for their eyesight no they sure aren't most yeah so they see a silhouette of a snake-like creature and to them it's like wow this is the most this is the largest and most beautiful female snake i've ever seen so they come up and lick you and chase you and and like wrap around your legs and arms as they would uh, with a normal female snake and then at some point get disappointed when they realize you're a human my favorite part of this whole thing is the fact that the male snakes would do this and then get f- distracted and forget you were there and five minutes later come back and be like, lady snake, can fuck? And then be like, "Ah, no, and then leave. And then five minutes later, do it again. Snakes are stupid and I love them. Yeah, they're not, they're not the brightest. They have very small brains. When I read that part, all I could think of was like, this is going to be Katie's favorite part, the fact that the male snakes like determine that you are not a female snake and then immediately 10 seconds later are like "Ooh, but are you a female snake <laughs> it's like no it's the and same also, person and i still stand by it's that it's so weird that this stupid. is i still say this is weird that it's buried in the final like paragraph or so even though it's more of an interview so it doesn't paragraphs not really how it works um that they are incredibly venomous and will kill you real dead i mean you I don't know if I don't know what the fatality rate is. It doesn't go into it, but it's just kind of like at the end, it's like an afterthought. Like, oh yeah. Also, by the way, uh, it's there. it used to be considered the fourth most toxic snake in the world, so it's kill, capable of killing elephants. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I get I that just... they're not they're not coming over to be aggressive, but if you like tried to like I don't know pet them or like play with them, they might bite you, and then you would probably die. Well, that's the thing is most of the time people get bit by snakes when they freak out and grab them or smack yes. them or try to move them. Which is kind of why I want to put this like near the front where, you know, if you happen to be diving, you're like, I remember reading this article about all of snakes. They're really cute and they came and played with you. Maybe put near the beginning that they will kill you. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play advocate here for the scientists, yeah. not because... Because you work uh, for them. I, I yeah. work for them. Sell out. <laughs> but because... Um, I, that's not the point of this article. This article isn't about snake poison. This is like this article is purely about uh, venom. That snakes want to fuck. Sorry, venom. Yes. God, I hate her. I'm a snake. <laughs> um, no, I'm not saying you need like a whole section dedicated to it, but just having like a little bit of the front, like these, 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 these venomous and deadly snakes. Ian, did and you just, just very quietly like say my miss snake? <laughs> yes. Okay. I thought I heard that. Yeah. I was like really pleased with it. Okay. So I had to call attention to it. Cannot wait to stop talking about snakes.
Our third and final article of the day comes from the new scientist, kind of. The mRNA cancer therapy now in human trials after shrinking mouse tumors. We talked about this last episode that the new scientist, I'm apparently out of uh, free articles, and so there's behind a paywall. Paywalls are stupid. We haven't ranted about that for a while, and Kyle's not here, who normally yeah. handles the ranting. They're yeah, terrible. I couldn't, I couldn't get to this through the scientist or three other websites. All of them had this behind a paywall. It's a fucking press release. Why the shit fucking tits is it behind a paywall? <laughs> it's just copy-pasted. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Katie meant, the, Katie meant the new scientist, but also she is correct. It is absolute bullshit that this is a press release behind a paywall. It makes no sense. No, because yeah, it's paywalls not like are real co- stupid. Ugh. Makes no sense. Fucking dumb. You could get them for free from, from the company, from the original source. Yeah, just like fucking email yeah. them, be like, "Hey, can I have that press release that the the new scientist is trying to charge me money for?" It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah, no, paywalls are stupid. Uh, you're trying to make science more accessible, and they put everything behind a paywall. Brilliant. Good job, but everybody. If you're gonna. If you're going to slap a paywall on something, at least put it on original content. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, and I only figured that out is because when you told me to Google the article title, I did. And then three other places came up, and the first sentence for all of them were the same. And the first sentence was all I could read for all of them. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, mRNA vaccines are the same type of vaccines we have against COVID. First time we've mentioned COVID on this podcast for like a year, which is nice. And now they're trying to use that same tech to fight cancer. Which is super cool. Which is super cool. Let's go into how mRNA vaccines work. Katie, you start. (laughs) I don't want to start. Okay. Ian, would you like to take a shot at how mRNA vaccines work? Sure, Alan. Um, I'm a huge fan of mRNA vaccines. I think they're really fucking cool. I think there's a lot of fear around them that is uh understandable because they're new but a lot of it is is just based off of things that are incorrect um essentially an mrna vaccine injects your body with the mrna of some aspect of the virus or the in this case uh, cancer that you're trying to fight um your body uh produces uh, the proteins that that mRNA codes for. That's what mRNA does. It, it codes for a specific protein. Yeah, so it, it like, it um, tells the cell. I wasn't, I wasn't fucking, I wasn't done. I was not done, Alan. We need to go into more about what mRNA is, I'm realizing. Oh, I was, I was, okay, fine. Let, I'll, let me, do, I'll get there. No, you can I was go. gonna say, mRNA, it basically just tells the cell what type of protein to, it is like the blueprint. It's like, okay, here, you're making this, and then the rest of the cell yeah. goes off and actually makes it. So with, with COVID, with COVID, it takes the mRNA of the COVID virus and tells your cells to produce... A spike protein. Yeah, and, and like versions of this that are, are inert so you can learn how to fight it. I didn't know you could do that with cancer. It's the same kind of thing as actually, I think, what um, the mRNA vaccines were, it was one of their initial like proposed uses was that, and it has been, uh, under investigation for a couple decades, I believe it was just very aggressively sped up for use in COVID. I didn't, I didn't realize that cancer, like I thought cancer was just a mutation of your own cells. So I didn't think that it had its own unique sort of mRNA that you could do the same thing with. I just, cancer 
is an umbrella term for a lot of different shit. Yeah. So there are certain types of cancers that do produce specific cytokines, cytokines. I don't know if it's keens or kinds. Kinds. Um, And those are basically just problematic proteins that um, you can teach your immune system to say destroy this. So if you know that the tumor cells are producing that specific protein, then you can now introduce a vaccine against those tumor cells. So yeah, so this was on melanomas and lung cancer. Uh, melanomas like skin cancer. It it is skin cancer. Which is I mean what it sounds like. But yeah, so melanoma skin cancer and then lung cancer and this was done on mice. But now the whole point of this is that it's moving to human trials. We bypassed the monkey phase. And now we're going to human trials, which is, is significant because a lot of time we talk about cancer research on this podcast. It's about something that is still in the very early stages. And we always warn like, wow, it's going to be a long time before we ever get to, you know, actual therapy with this or actual ways to treat cancer. This is a lot closer. Yeah, this is this is like we've gone from probably decades to years. And COVID has helped with in that. In terms of like a, yeah it really has it really really has because it's given it's given us like proof that the mrna vaccine is widely applicable and works with very minimal side effects in huge populations of people so that's removed a lot of barriers so it's fucking cool i'm gonna find this hilarious if we come up with a cancer vaccine and then people refuse to take cancer vaccines the thing is, though, the cancer vaccines are not preventative like a COVID vaccine is. Like, it's not a prophylactic. It's not something you take this, before you develop cancer. It's a treatment. There's going to be... Do you think there'll be people who are like, I refuse to get the cancer vaccine? Well, it's because they, they probably cancer. won't fucking call it a cancer vaccine. They'll just call it a different... They'll just call it mRNA treatment or therapy. Because there's, it's just going to be one of the myriad of therapies that are being offered to people I, with cancer patients. I hope and you're right. I think that's optimistic. There's already a bunch of fucking idiots out there who refuse various cancer treatments. So it's not going to be that new. But for the people who aren't worried about it... Interestingly, when I was in Toronto like two weeks ago, I was having a conversation with someone about the mRNA vaccine and they were uh, super, uh, not super against it, but they like, they, they were uncomfortable with it because uh, he, he was telling me like, I did my own research, which is always a red flag, but he was telling me that like everything I found about mRNA vaccines in the past was that this is the only one that's been successful. And I'm putting together now that maybe all the other mRNA vaccines he was talking about were for cancer. Yeah, I don't think I think this is the first time that mRNA has been used as an actual prophylactic vaccine. Like, because a lot of the time, like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't it wasn't the focus of that type of research before. Which is a cautionary tale about doing your own research, because comparing this vaccine to the COVID-19 vaccine is an apples and oranges comparison. It is it is a false equivalency. It's an apples to rocks. Situation. Yeah, in terms of not necessarily, not in terms of like the 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 base premise, but in terms of like what it actually is doing in your body, and saying that like oh well the the ones for cancers haven't been working. It's like well, okay, and it does look like they had been considering it as an infectious disease vaccine, but it the primary the primary use was cancer immunotherapies, according to this article that I have just found in Nature from 2014. Yeah, I would also make the argument that. And this is not what people who say do your own research want to hear, but 
the real way to do your own research is to talk to people who have been studying this for over 10 years. Yeah. Uh, because they're the experts. That's how you, that's how, yeah, you talk, like, so it's like literally doing your own research is at this point in many ways uh, watching reliable news sources. Yeah. Because they're going to put you in contact with those, like typically with those, with those experts. And that's not what people want to hear. They want to, no, I, I want to, basically what do your own research ends up being is someone going online until they find someone saying what they want to hear. And that's all the time we have today. If you'd like to learn about art therapies, then check us out on Twitter at Our Science Pod. That's O-U-R Science Pod on Twitter. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, follow, scrabble, whatever weird term your, you know, hipster podcast listening place uses. If you want to read the papers that we talked about, then they'll be all in the description of this episode. So go in, you can find the links, and you can read them yourself. I'll put the link into the new scientist article and if you if it's under a paywall for you as well because i think you get some free articles if it's under a paywall then uh, google the title and then you can go to the site of your choice and find they have a paywall too because science journalism stuff yeah yeah so uh for katie and ian i was your host alan and we'll see you again in two weeks bye bye <laughs>